Hello everyone and welcome to another episode of Bat Books for Beginners. I am once again, as always, your host John, and this episode we are covering the final three issues in the Road to No Man's Land series, Shadow of the Bat, issues 80, 81 and 82. This was released between December 1998 and February 1999, and it's written by Alan Grant and features art by Ted Buckingham. Like all of the other issues that we have reviewed, these have not been collected in any trade paperback form at all, but you can still pick them up on eBay and on Amazon as well. So, are these issues going to be any good? Are they going to end the series leaving on a high, more importantly? Let's find out as we delve into Shadow of the Bat, The Road to No Man's Land. We open with sections of the journal from Jeremiah Arkham. It then moves to Dr. Arkham, who is having a nightmare where he is attacked by the inmates of Arkham Asylum. He is woken by his friend Dave, and they discuss how long they think the asylum can last, especially now that the government has cut off Gotham and there are less and less guards turning up. We then see that things are also changing inside the asylum when Waxman humiliates the Joker at breakfast. Dr. Arkham also has to give out all the medication as well, and we see a parade of villains getting pills to keep them in line. They discuss how also the pills are running out, and they will not be long until they cannot keep them in line. It then moves to the end of the day, and we see Batman patrolling the corridors of Arkham. We then move to Bruce sat in the Batcave, and he tells Alfred that he is not sure how much more of a lid he can keep on the situation. So Alfred instead suggests that Bruce Wayne travels to Washington to try and work on the situation from there, rather than Batman working the situation from within Gotham. We then cut back to Dr. Arkham and his assistant Dave. Dave says that only 13 staff turned up today and that he has instructed them to allow the inmates out into the garden for the day. However, Killer Croc, under instructions from the Joker, then attacks Pinhead, causing a distraction. This allows the Joker to sneak off and he changes the medication for Killer Croc and Soily Bean, another inmate inside Arkham. And the issue ends with the Joker appearing to Dr. Arkham and asking what he knows about Roman gladiatorial combat. Issue 81 opens with the Joker explaining about the gladiatorial combats and how it kept the populace happy. Arkham says that it makes sense and that he may look into it. They then let the guards handle the medication, whilst Arkham and Dave consider the Joker's plan. However, the guards just follow the computer, unaware that the Joker has changed everyone's medication, causing chaos. So Arkham sets up the fight between Pinhead and Killer Croc. However, while Killer Croc wins the fight, it leads to a much larger riot within Arkham itself. But for some reason, the Joker uses a hose to calm the riot, much to the anger of the inmates. Arkham then uses the gym where the fight took place to hold them for the moment. But things go from bad to worse for Dr. Arkham when all the remaining guards leave. 
Dr. Arkham and Dave retreat to the office and, and Arkham falls asleep while Dave stands guard. However, when Batman shows up to prowl the corridor, we discover that the inmates have all escaped from the gym. When he interrogates a remaining inmate, he is caught by surprise when the rest of the asylum emerge from hiding and surround Batman. Issue 82 opens with Arkham writing in his journal about how he has made a terrible choice and that they will soon all starve to death. We then move back to Batman, surrounded by the inmates. He tells them all to get back to their cells, now. Naturally, they refuse to and instead all attack him. However, he is rescued by Dr. Arkham, who threatens Joker with a shotgun. But as Killer Croc puts Batman down, he rips the mask and it is revealed to be Dave. Dave confesses that he isn't Batman and that he just wanted to scare him, and then proceeds to die, leaving Arkham alone in the asylum. He flees to his office and phones for the police. However, no one is able to help him. We then get a flashback of Arkham's early childhood when he left a kitten behind after moving house. It haunted his dreams growing weaker and weaker until it died. He uses this as a point over whether or not he will trap them inside and let them starve to death. While this is happening, the inmates have a farewell feast and we see them starting to lose control, with a number being killed by other inmates. They then decide to storm Dr. Arkham's door to try and get him. However, Arkham is one step ahead of them and offers them a trade. He suggests that he will set them free on the condition that they do not return to Gotham. They promise and Arkham opens the quake shutters freeing the inmates. However, to his surprise, they all head away from the city. And the issue ends with Arkham writing in his journal, alone in Arkham Asylum. Or is he? I felt this was an enjoyable three issues, actually. It was nice to see something that focused purely on Dr. Arkham and the relationships within Arkham Asylum and the relationships they have with everyone else around him. It's not really a Batman-driven story at all. The problem with it is that it feels very much like it's a prequel. If this had been its own standalone issues in, say, a brief miniseries or as a one-shot comic, I think it would have been very interesting, but I'm not entirely sure it would have been anything to write home about, as interesting and as different as it is. And it really only sets everything up that we know happens in No Man's Land. So all of the major villains are now free, and they're going to run riot in Gotham at some point. Whilst, obviously, if you were looking at it in the time, you wouldn't necessarily know that was is what's going to happen, but you'd still perhaps question Arkham's decision as to why he let them all go. I did, however, think that the art was very good. Arkham, in a lot of places, looked very dark and brooding, and it worked well in combination with a lot of the modern elements that they've added in, such as the gym and the garden as well. So there are a lot of plus points to it. Overall, I would give this three and a half out of five Batarangs. I think the concept and the ideas that are incorporated in there are very interesting and very different. However, I don't think it's particularly good as a story at all. I think it would maybe work better as a one-shot, where maybe the inmates didn't necessarily escape or just explored 
Dr. Arkham's relationship with them and how they interact within that. I think that could have been very exciting. But this just feels too much like a prequel. It feels too much like it's setting everything up for the bigger events that we know that are going to come a lot later on. And I think that tends to pull it down, as I feel it's really done with this series overall. Everything has felt very much like this is the prequel. This is the setting up. This is, to an extent, The Phantom Menace, where not a lot happens. It's not particularly interesting, but we've got to have it, otherwise we don't understand what's coming along next. Really, overall, I would probably give the series in total 3 out of 5 battle ranks. Like I said, it just feels like a lot of prequels. Although I think there are some interesting ideas, and in places it's been very, very well written. Especially with Chuck Dixon and Alan Grant writing, who I think are perhaps two of the best Batman writers that we've had. So, that's everything from The Road to No Man's Land. Next episode, I will be reviewing Catwoman, I'll Take Manhattan. And we really, really do start to move towards No Man's Land, which is just a few episodes away. So, with that being said, I'm now going to hand you back over to Dustin and the guys. Thanks once again for listening, and I hope you have a great day. <laughs>